0: ...into your life from this. Now, with, without further ado... ...let's get into this podcast... ...and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Jason Klug. Jason has a passion for consumer products... ...that started with the process of creating them. With a mechanical engineering and sales background... He has been able to work his way into hundreds of projects over his career now he runs a full service product development and manufacturing sourcing firm called clogonix he's a founder and ceo of the stateside operations including sales and customer qualification industrial design engineering prototyping and design for manufacturing he works in close collaboration with his partner, Nate, who runs the manufacturing, sourcing, and QC side of the operations in China. In this podcast, we'll talk about how Jason got into this line of work, mindset, entrepreneurship, work-life balance, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in. Find out how to win, go along and tell a friend, marathon you know the game, keep on running, never end, getting better, make a mend, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Percivity, possibility, possibility. Positivity. possibility, Positivity. Positivity. possibility, possibility. Positivity. possibility. Tune in great to connect with you and have you on the podcast how are you doing today doing
1: well. good good monday good way to start a monday morning
0: yeah no I it. see. and it's great to connect with you and uh i just thought i'd kind of introduce you um and kind of into the podcast because you're in the business of uh like consumer products because you, you do like full service consumer product development and um, do you mind kind of like kind of going into that or kind of how you kind of got into it
1: yeah so we we do uh You know, I've got a team of uh, industrial designers, engineers, um, and then I got a a business partner, uh, Nate, that runs a team in China as well, where he he focuses on the manufacturing side of things, where we'll help, uh, you know, manage projects, manage factories, find factories, uh, quality control, stuff like that. So we really help, you know, whether it's inventors or founders or existing, you know, consumer product business owners, build out new products, um, and, uh, get it all the way through the design process, engineering process, prototyping, um, engineering and and for manufacturing and then in manufacturing, sourcing and quality control. So we really go from A to Z on making consumer products.
0: That's awesome. And I remember like when we first touched base, um, he was talking about how how rewarding it is, you know, to, uh, to have a product. And we talked about like the process and the process of like, you know, the, the beginning of the product and, you know, the result of having it on the shelf and, you know, the rewards within that of uh, other people's efforts that go into making it and, you know, all those stages that kind of add on together.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it's crazy to think about in the sense of that, like everything around us you know, has gone through this process or something similar, right? Like everything you interact with on a day by day, uh, physically, well, and, and with software too, you know, we don't do software, but it's like, you know, yeah, when you, when you pick something up or something you use every day, they go through this process where they, you know, they have the creative side of things where they get to do the, um, um, you know, sketching and, and design and aesthetics and user experience type stuff. And then they go into engineering and they have to solve all the problems of making it work together and all that. Um, but yeah, pretty much everything around you is um, developed in that way. And, and mm-hmm. so it's nice to, to go through that. And then when when you go through that process, you build this relationship with the product, you build it with the client, right? And it is a really, it's, like, really exciting when you, you know, one of the ones we talked about was, like, you go to a store, like, in the U.S., we got Target, you know, and you walk down an aisle, and you see a product that you worked on and its glory sitting on a shelf. It's so satisfying. Um, and it's, I mean, it, yeah, it's just, a, it's a really neat experience to see that thing that you worked on in, in person, right, and see it, uh, uh available for, for sale so yeah when, when that's what we see as a win yeah
0: no that's it and i think it's quite you know motivating isn't it you know in that kind of line of work to to kind of you know put your efforts into something and see it grow and to develop and then you've got like, the final result and i think like a lot of the time we don't kind of think about that process i think like you so we, we just get something and then there's, there's that process to that thing getting to that final stage it's like i but off topic, I've got like a speaker here. like It's like a yeah. light-up speaker and there's a hook on the butt on the top. But you think to it, you know, there's there's been a process for that to be made. You know, there's yeah. there's a speaker in it, there's a light, there's wires. And, you know, as simple as it is, there's that kind of complex process to build, it, not it? For, you know, for example. Um, but like, have you kind of always kind of wanted to get into this kind of line of work um, or entrepreneurship? Um, what, like, how where's the kind of spark for that?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I definitely think I had like a natural itch to, you know, get into something like this, right? As a kid, my thing was always taking things apart and seeing what was inside and how it worked, you know? And I think that got, you know, the engineering side of it uh, inspired that, right? Where I would always like, you know, it was just always interesting to see what was inside. You know, you get a toy and you you know you see how it works, how this mechanism does that. You know, there's an electronic board in there. Like, what does that do? Blah blah. blah. You know, all that, all those little details. So that always intrigued me at a very young age. Um, and then later, when I got to you know go to school, I, I ended up at a, a small engineering school in Georgia. Um, and you know, I was really fortunate that. You know, I was not a great student, right? So. the fact that I even got into school was exciting but I'm grateful that the school and this is where it almost like lined up and the stars aligned for me and I'm very grateful that this happened in the order that it happened but I ended up at this engineering school and not only did I meet like you know some fantastic friends that I that I still am grateful for but it's like the the experience that I got in there was very hands-on um and you know very technical i gotta learn a lot about the 3d modeling software that i use and my team now uses i gotta learn a lot about manufacturing processes and apply um you know what uh you know just you know and i remember even sitting in classes and always thinking back you know learning about a manufacturing process to those toys i'd take apart and knowing oh yeah that's how that toy was made you know when i was a kid right and then um the entrepreneurial side of it came when, um, you know, about my junior or so year in, in college, you know, there is a, a bar my buddies and I would go to, and they had a concert venue. And what I would start to do is I would pitch the the bar owner if I can rent that out and run events there. And I would try to throw, you know, parties and and concerts and stuff like that. But, and I would make a side income doing that. And that was like my first taste of entrepreneurship right because I was kind of like you know just kind of made that happen myself um and um you know how to pull pieces together and execute on it and then you see that first chunk of change it's like okay not bad and then you get um you know yeah so that was my first taste and then to get more refined on it um you know I moved to Utah right randomly so I, I literally packed my bags my car you know everything I could fit in there I got in and drove across the country to Utah. It's like a 31 hour drive. I think I did it in like two or three days or something. Um, it was really eye-opening, cool experience to like do that cross-country leap, right? Showed up in Utah, didn't have a job, uh, got a job at a ski resort and ski bummed it for a year, uh, snowboarding, which is awesome. You know, like i never, I always am grateful that I, I took that year to mentally get ready for Uh, what that leap might be or whatever that thing might be. And then I got a job um, in a sales position at a company called Armor Active. And that company made tablet and iPad enclosures. And it's so random. Um, Found them on like Craigslist, you know, online, just like a, um, just a job posting for a sales role. I hit them up. And then as I started working there, you know, within a month, these these calls would come in from these big companies because they had the domain ipadenclosures.com, right? So this is right when the iPad came out or it was pretty fresh. So people would search iPad security enclosure or something, right? And we would pop up and we had this metal box that you could like lock onto a wall so you can mount a touch interface in a store, a point of sale system, museums, airports, whatever the hell, you see them all the time now, right? You see touch interfaces all over in uh um everyday environments and you know so we started getting these calls and the sales were all inbound people were hungry for these devices and then i would get calls from big companies like ibm and every one time the, this guy from ibm calls and i'm like you know we don't have a product that gives you what you need right now, but I think I can make it for you. I have an engineering background. I'd love to, you know, just whip something up and see if we can make something happen here. And I would go home and I would cat up and 3D model this this enclosure that worked and satisfied his needs. And then I would go the next day to Scott, who's the CEO and now he's my mentor. And you know, we could talk about that. But you know and I pitched Scott. I'm like, Scott, IBM called yesterday. He wanted this enclosure. I, I designed it last night. I'd love it if you could help me like pitch him and and see if we can close a big deal that's custom. You know, we have done that. I and mean, he got excited. Um, and then yeah, we pitched it. We didn't get that deal, but you know, what happened is I became the this the, the engineer in the company. I gotta build out, you know, a, a team. I got Ken by my side. He was a technical guy so him and i would work together i would do all the engineering he would work with the manufacturers and the and and we collaborate with sales team and you know develop these products and i just it was awesome right so i had that for a couple years getting exposure to creating these products and you know listening to customers understanding what they wanted stepping back creating something pitching them you know and then closing these these product deals and um working with sales and marketing and and all these different departments and um, manufacturers. And I got all this experience and all this exposure working on building processes. So, you know, two or so years into that, I, I was able to uh, you know, that company sold. Right. So then, you know, when that company sold, I was like, okay, Scott, I don't want to work here anymore. I want to start my own thing. You know, and he, to be honest, he paid me poorly at the time, you know, because I was, you know, yeah, I was a young engineer. Um, but I was like, okay, I need you to buy me a computer, a 3D printer, and some software. And it's expensive, you know, to just take a leap when you're fresh out of, you know, yeah, just like a junior level engineer. Um, so he did it. I gave him a piece of uh, the company Clugonix. Um, and you know, seven years later we're at where, where we're at today, but I basically left that job and then started making stuff out of my one bedroom apartment, uh, in, in, just hustling it, you know? So I was doing sales engineering all this at the same time. And, you know, now we've got a really refined process and a, a good sized team and just still making stuff today. That's great. Yeah. What,
0: what, it's incredible. Like you said, how you kind of like, you took that, you took that leap. And, you know, just decided to, you know, travel across country, just do it and, you know, kind of find your way, you know, doing different jobs in the meantime and then, you know, get involved. It's crazy how, you know, it kind of dominoes into all these different experiences and leads onto another thing and that you've been able to like, you know, throw yourself into, you know, the unknowns, these experiences where, you know, you've been able to grow and, you know, like learn different skills in marketing and uh you know how the business kind of works and to kind of use that and then be like, you know, I want to do my own thing. And and it's it's pretty, you know, I said incredible how you can, you know, build you know as well that you mentioned like the customer and how, you know, seeing how their what their view on it is, like would you say as well, that's probably really important, isn't it, in business? And probably where some businesses go wrong where they don't kind of uh, ask the customer, you know, what it is and, and their opinion on it that research. That probably the core yeah. principle of it.
1: Yeah, and, and and that is something definitely, you know, that has developed over time, you know, to get better and better. And honestly now, you know, I'm grateful because I have like, you know, team members that are better than me, right? So like, um, you know, for example, so You know the systems and processes that we take a project through. You know, Alyssa has built out. She's our my director of operations. You know, lead PM. You know, she she'll. You know, we have all this software that organizes projects, timelines, hour management, resource management, all that stuff in this software bundle. And then you know, so and then Aaron. And that was kind of built off my theoretical, what I used to do, but very sloppily and unorganized because I was just like a one-man band that's ADD and not very organized. And she's helped me like really refine that mm-hmm. uh, that's refined over the years. And then um, Aaron is a, our creative director. He refined our creative process. So we call it the ideation phase. That's what all projects start with. It's like the creative exploration. And he's created this you know, process where we take a client through a questionnaire we unravel their idea and their project and their, their goals with it and all that stuff. And we get an idea of things down to like the aesthetic and, and what it should look like and what it should function like and what problems is it solving. And, and, um, and then also he'll dig in and look at a competitive landscape and see what's already out there and, and get an idea of who this user is gonna be, like who's gonna be buying this product and how we can appeal to that and what is already appealing to that type of customer. So he's created that type of this, you know, this in-depth, you know, upfront process. And it's like, you know, before what I would do is I would just ask random questions. But I've noticed now that he's created this organized process. And then that organized process ties in with Alyssa's project management process. It's, It's so effective now how we're able to uncover what a project is and then carry it through, you know, the engineering and so on and so forth
0: yeah no that's that's awesome and i think like you said it, it must be like you know vital you know in that line of work as well to have you know there's people that you can rely on there's people that you can trust as well to to do these things as well yeah and like you mentioned earlier like uh that guy called scott and how, how he's a mentor and, and like would you say that he's kind of had like a big impact and like helped you kind of like um you know within this line of work as well
1: yeah, I mean, well, first he gave me the opportunity um, to, uh, you know, to work at his, his job, you know, as an employee to him. Like he gave me, a, you know, it was a good bit of freedom there where I got to, you know, I, I started some side projects and, you know, he was supportive of it. He, he, you know, would just allow me to do that type of stuff. So that was helpful, right? Um, he gave me the tools and, and gave me the experience, you know, and let me, you know, learn and get some trial and error under his you know payroll right um so that was helpful um and then ever since then you know now you know 7 years later well i and i've known him now for like 9 years but 7 years later um i mean him and i still talk you know once or twice a week sometimes more and um, he's involved in a lot of the projects that i've gone on you know as an investor and and um yeah he, he's definitely helped he he's helped give that initial push to show me that it's okay to take that kind of risk, you know, mm. um, and, um, you know, has helped me when I hit walls and stuff earlier on, you know, and it's like, yeah. So he's, he's been there in that sense. Um, and now I almost see it where it's like him and I have become these peers where, you know, now he's still a, see him as a mentor, but also like at some levels a, a peer in a way because, Um, you know, all the experience that I've gathered, you know, we're able to, you know, even start projects together ourselves um, versus being a, you know, a kid asking him for investment money. Now it's more about, you know, what could we do on the side together possibly?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, would you say like in in business as well, like, you know, it's important to have, you know, like, like role models and people that, can kind of assist you along the way? Because I think like um, like in life, especially like in, in business, I mean, there's a lot of risks, isn't there? There's a lot of things yeah. that can go wrong. And I think, uh, you know, through through those mistakes, I think that's probably, you know, a big learning process as well and helps you to, you know, to become better as a person.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it's crucial. Yeah. I mean, even, um, and yeah, Scott is one of, of, of the mentor, like, roles but I, yeah I have other you know people I could lean on that are mentor that have you know much more experience that have different um types of experience you know like even um you know for example uh Derai Home is a consumer product brand I started uh with all these resources I started that with my fiance Kelsey um and well technically her and I should be married now but covid has pushed our wedding back a year but you know um yeah paper we'll we'll be married but we're not uh, still i see her as a fiance because we haven't done the big ceremony right but yeah um, but her and i started a direct consumer brand and her background is in in you know strategy brand development all that stuff And we could you know it's another conversation but but with that we started this company and you know with that that is the first time i've like actually done and built a, a fundraising round and we raised some capital to to invest in the tooling and onboard manufacturing, all that stuff. And all those expenses with IP patent work, all that stuff. Um, And in that process, her dad has a a background in finance and and, um, accounting background. And he's also started companies with uh, been a co-founder in some companies. So, you know, you know, he, he's a, an example of a, um, you know, like a mentor that is added a lot of value on the financial side of things and how to, manage a budget on this much more complex type business with inventory and stuff like that. Um, and then I've got, uh, one of the other investors in that company, um, you know, he, he had some success in his life, uh, and he's much older in, um, you know, transactions with, you know, dealing with like exits and stuff like that. So, you know, I've had conversations with him where, you know, he's added so much value in just like an hour long conversation about um things i should think about if i'm going to sell one of these companies or or, or one of these brands and stuff that i'm building on the side and um yeah so there's mentorship all over the place you know uh and i love you know even if it's you talk to them for you know two hours over the span of a year you know if you touch base an hour this time and that time i feel like i walk away um with learning from their mistakes um, you know with things that I wouldn't know to do if I was going into something new with a, a transaction or a new, um, you know, whatever it might be. Um, you know, it's, it's always been incredibly valuable to just have a variety of mindsets to lean on and experiences to lean on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that, I think that really good points. And I think like you said, you're able to, you know, connect with these people and, you know, even if you like, Speak to them for an hour. You can take so much value from them because yeah. they they have all this experience and they they've been in that place where they can say to you, you know, this is what you need to do. And I think I think that's like really important as well. And you know, the the, the right kind of role models as well, isn't it? And those kind of people in your kind of tribe who are going to support you in what you're doing as well.
1: Yeah, it's. I think it's totally crucial. Like, yeah. um, sorry. Well, I was just going to say that that, in that awkward conversation of like saying, asking someone to be their mentor or whatever, sometimes you don't even have to have that,
0: you know, Hmm. sometimes
1: just like, Hey, can I, can I pick your brain, you know? And, you know, and a lot of times, you know, especially someone that's older and have already had success in their life and they see you hustling it, or, you know, you're working hard to achieve your dreams. Like 99% of the time they're going to be like, yeah, let's, let's chat, you know, and so it's like, I, I, and a lot of these people that I mentioned, I haven't really had to like ask them directly, like, will, will you be my mentor? You know, it's like, sometimes it's just as easy as just shooting them a text saying, Hey, can, can we talk this afternoon? I'm going through this. I'm wondering if you can help me. And, you know, pretty much every time they've always been willing to do that. And if they aren't willing to do that, which I haven't experienced that um, usually it just means they're just not the right mentor, right? So it's like, um, you know, it doesn't hurt to just ask for a hour long conversation and set the expectation of, hey, I, I need help with this, this thing I'm going through. You know, they're more than likely going to say yes. It's just sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to ask that or, you know, you have to kind of humble yourself to do that, which definitely is not something yeah. I did early on. I, it took me a while to humble myself to get to that point. Yeah. I think, that, I think
0: that's a really good point as well. And I think like people sometimes we could be we could be uh like I said, fearful of asking for advice. We kind of want to feel I don't know, part part of us sometimes wants to feel like uh, we've got it together. I think probably sometimes. And I, I, like I do it. that as well. And I think it does help, you know, just by you know, them providing you that value. And I think as well, if people ask you questions in the future, you can then draw from your experience and help them you know it's a main loop with whatever it is.
1: Oh I I and I do that all the time even now like just because of of uh, the last 7 years of like being on my own and like building a team and figuring out financials and cash flow and then figuring out um fundraising and you know working with with Kelsey to build a brand and and you know just all that stuff um you know so it happens all the time where you know i just spend time on on the phone client talking about stuff other than product development because at the end of the day i want them to be successful otherwise what we're doing is pointless so i i feel like i give back like that a lot and i and i like to do that you know i like to have those mm. conversations they're they're good for me mentally to like stretch my brain and work the brain muscle anyway and and even remind myself of, uh, um, stuff I've had to go through and figure out. And then, um, when it works for them, it's like hmm. satisfying to see them become successful because advice I might've given them. And, um, yeah, so that it's like, yeah, for sure. Give back. I, I love it. And I hope one day I'm an old man that's very you know successful and is, you know, sitting on the other side of the, the startup realm. Right. And, and, um, you know, I just want to be an old wise man in a chair that does mentor meetings with young entrepreneurs that I can give back to. Like I've, mm. received.
0: yeah, no, exactly. I think that's definitely you know where that isn't it? you know providing value to other people and looking at yourself down the line, you know where you want to be, and you know yeah. knowing that you've helped other people. And um, a bit of a random question I just thought of right now is that you know in the in like the business world and you know there's a lot of there's nothing wrong with the corporate world, but I'm saying sometimes people can fear sometimes probably reaching out to the boss oh, or yeah. the CEO. Mm-hmm. And do you, like, a bit like uh, Gary V's approach, he's quite you know, like, open to it. And I think like, from what you're saying, you're, you're pretty open as well. And do you, do you think that's something that's important, you know, that people can reach out to the boss or the CEO to yeah. shoot them a question?
1: I think if, if you're working in an environment that that's not like accessible, then you're in a bad work environment. And, um, you know, for example, last week we had my team review meetings and that's like, you know, annual review and, you know, walking away from that, you know, just to hear the team say, you know, how supported they feel from everybody, uh, how, um, You know, yeah, just happy everybody is and how they miss working together because we've obviously been working remote uh, since, you know, COVID really hit. We still have an office. We just, you know, only go there as needed type situation. But to hear everybody say how they miss uh, being in the office because it's easy for them to turn heads and, you know, just chat, you know, and having to do video calls and stuff like that instead. But yeah, I, I feel I'm grateful that I feel like I built that environment and on my team where it's like, you know, I, I have no problem spending time just talking to someone to help them work through a problem as like a mentor type role, but also, you know, I, I feel like, um, you know, even the, like, you know, Aaron, our creative director, and Izzy, one of our industrial designers, I see them, you know, her going to him all the time, and like, and Ed, our lead engineer, and, you know, new engineers coming in, like, I feel like that environment is like, why we've become so successful. So I think it's incredibly valuable. And, and that whole, um, you know, corporate environment that I hear about, like people that work those big corporate jobs where, you know, they have a, a someone above them that almost creates like this barrier. And, you know, that person above them might have an ego or they're protective and they, um, they don't have that like welcoming, um, you know, just just like vibe they give off right like Mm. like you know I couldn't imagine being in an environment like that where you, Mm. you don't feel like you could go to your boss for help where you know they're just like um you know get this done you know I like and I've heard about scenarios like that where it's just a toxic environment and it's like if you're in that environment not only is that not good for you and your growth and where you're going in the future it's like an unhealthy environment to be in, you know, even like mentally, right? Like you, you almost, mm. it's like they, they put this bubble over you and there's, they're not adding enough value into the bubble to grow you, right? Like at the end of the day, you, you want to be able to move For up and grow as a human, you know? So it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that, like, I, I don't think that's a good place to be in. Mm and it's worth pivoting. If you feel like you're in that scenario.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, I think that's something that I, I, that's something that I was in, in the past. I was in this position in a, in a hotel somewhere. And, uh, I remember I I wasn't feeling too good and I went to the manager to talk about it and it was very much like, um, you know, on a scale to one to 10, how important is it? And, uh, Uh It kind of almost want to made me not want to share it and feel like it wasn't you know able to share it. So it, I think like you said, it's heavily important to to have that approach. And I think when when people are happy, I suppose in their job, they're going to work better as well, right? And it gets more you know it, it's more beneficial for the company as well as the people as well. So it kind of goes hand in hand, I suppose. Yeah,
1: and in in to that point, it's like yeah you know, that's like what I feel like my role these days as a leader, it's like, I just want to make sure everybody's happy, right? Like, and and if I'm doing that, I feel like the first checklist on my things to do is like successful, right? Like, I, I like to see, you know, people just happy and grateful and stuff like that. And, you know, when it comes to like a corporate environment where there's many more layers and stuff like that, I feel like if there's someone that's like middle management and they're not making their team below them happy... You know, think about how much better that middle management person would look if someone from above came down and interviewed some of those people down below and saying how grateful they are for the, you know, their, their boss and like, oh, you know, they helped me in this way and I'm just so happy to be working with them. You know, that's the mindset that middle managers should have, not, you know, creating a barrier so they protect their position and you know what I mean? Like, Hmm. uh, and I, but I feel like everything's changing in that sense, right? I feel like, you know, like 10, 15 years from now, that whole mentality, which is probably how things used to be in the 90s, 80s or whatever before, you know, is going to fade out because it's just mm-hmm. not, um, yeah, it, it ruins all kinds of layers of the business if it's like that. So, yeah, I hope it just, um, that, that style of management and, and just goes away.
0: Yeah, I I think a lot of companies are proving this as well. Like, um, I'm trying to think of a few names. I can't think of any right now. There's a lot of companies out there who are kind of going for that approach, and Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely kind of outgrowing, you know, that kind of old kind of approach, you know, to how businesses kind of used to always run. And um, I think I think especially during COVID, I think during this time and mental health and all of those things kind of come into play as well. Yeah, Um, like. Do you have any like favorite books, you would say? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I got, in, in me, I'm more of like an audio book guy. I haven't been listening to books as much as like podcasts. Um, but, you know, I did pull up just some of the books that I've read that I felt like I enjoyed. Um, and then some of the books that I have up ahead that I want to read. Uh, you know, so like one of the books that I had on here, and this is kind of funny. It's more of a funny book. Um, that you get some like uh, motivation from but it's not necessarily um, it's satirical right it's it's I don't know if you've seen the show Entourage have you seen that show I've heard of it yeah so there's a character in there his name's Ari Gold um, and he's uh, a very he's like the lead producer or like the, the um, production company head type position or like a um, management agency type position right and he's, and he's like the most aggressive guy in hollywood right um but he wrote a book under that character um you know of the show ari gold's uh, the gold standard um and you know some things i don't agree with like i think he was obviously he's a character on tv and stuff but then there was like a lot of takeaways about just like you know just hustling and getting things done and all that stuff that i liked about it and that i thought were entertaining and you kind of smile about um you know, so that was a good one. I, uh, another book that, um, you know, I did at the beginning of this quarantine, I did a, uh, um, like a mentorship, leadership group type scenario where, you know, you read some books and you go through and talk about them as a group. And, um, and I enjoyed that. And one of the books in that is called, it was called goals by Brian Tracy. Um, you know, it's kind of like an old school book, you know, it's not like the most, exciting um read but the thing about it that i had a lot of takeaways of things that i still find myself doing um, on a weekly basis like for example you know fridays before the day ends i like to jot some notes down of things that maybe i didn't finish this week or you know i want to set as goals for the following week Um, and as a way to like kind of check out for the weekend knowing that i've you know set these these standards in stone for the following week um, I thought that was a good one. Um, some of the upcoming books, um, I want to read the the Barack Obama book, um, and then I want to read uh, Matthew McConaughey's uh, Greenlight book just for some entertaining uh, story time. But I, I like uh, I like his style, and in you know a lot of the interviews that I heard of him about his book, it sounds like it's a good good read. So that's the main ones that i've got
0: that i can no that sounds really good i i um i think it's important to read and i think well, if you can't read them there's like audiobooks as well um and podcasts and i think it's i think it's important to draw from those because you know they're really beneficial and you can kind of apply them to your life as well and that green lights book sounds really good as well i saw his uh was interviewed by gary V, and i saw him on joe rogan a little bit as well um i kind of like his approach as you said he's got like his own kind of mindset on 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 things as well
1: yeah yeah i agree Um,
0: like um because what like uh what how do you kind of like deal with like kind of like pressure of being a leader you know like ceo like do you have like your own kind of way of dealing with it because i think like some people kind of get burnt out it's kind of like being quite probably self-aware
1: yeah i mean i i um you know i i mean of course burnout is just that's just you know part of it you know and managing it i think and being conscious of it is important and sometimes you do kind of just have to like know when to turn off but in in the i am you know the way my brain works like stress and stuff like yes i get stress um but I think I manage it well. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that like early on, um, you know, I went through like a lot of startup stresses, right. You know, and I, and I just had to suck it up and get through it. Um, And I kept doing it. And then on the other side, you look back and you go, okay, that wasn't that bad. I made it through. And then that keeps happening. And the scenarios get bigger and smaller. And then, you know, eventually you just kind of get used to it and realize that, um, you know what, you're like, a month from now this is going to be behind you right and you just have to sometimes remind yourself of that um you know and then when it comes to being a leader you know it's like like team reviews last week for example you know the, the after a year of working and this has been tough too with covid and having to keep a company culture the culture is very important to that that leadership role that i have right where it's like you know, but it's been tough when you have new team members that have started up during this COVID thing, and we're remote, and, you know, we used to work as a team in the office together, and we built, like, a family relationship type environment, and it's, like, um, you know, so it's, it's hard to definitely um, have the new people feel like that, you know, but I feel like even hearing them, it's been um, uh, in the reviews, like, even with COVID, you know, just to hear them, like, even with COVID, I, I feel like you know, I feel like I'm becoming a part of that. and that's really rewarding and good. Um, but also, I know that that's because of my t- other team members that have been around for a while sharing that same vibe and feeling. and um, you know, so I do feel like as a leader, you know, um, you know just making sure everybody's happy, but then also making sure that the team members that are at the top, you know are are also have that same theory and and are also making sure everybody's happy. and and you know that gung ho work ethic and stuff like that. It's like, you know, it's almost like you just want to make sure that everybody's in line with that, and then the culture will line up. Um, I do feel like sometimes you get like bombarded with a lot of requests and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I sometimes feel myself almost like um, when I have a lot of stuff going on, a lot of things to reply to. Um, sometimes I just go the rapid fire approach, you know, where it's like, you know, it's better to give them a a short brief answer that solves the problem than it is to not respond and wait to respond because, you know, I don't want to spend, you know, a ton of time drafting up this whole thing. Or sometimes it's like, you know, with COVID and this used to be in the office too, sometimes it's better to just go, okay, let's jump on a call quick chat through it, you know, quick conversation, boom, you're good. Awesome. You know, and, um, trying to make sure that that's happening versus letting someone sit there and feel like, you know, that's creating a barrier from them hitting a goal that they're working on at that moment. Um, um, and I feel like, well, you know, I don't know if that ever, I don't think that stresses me out, you know? So as like a leader, I feel like, you know, as long as I've got a team and you also, one thing that I also do to, to get rid of that stress is I trust my team team with everything you know like i i I don't like to micromanage everything so it's like i know like um even the younger team members that are new like i'd rather let them go and you know work through something a problem you know sync with them up with them towards the end or or, you know three quarters of the way through see where they're at you know versus like micromanage them because if i give that trust them over and over again not only does that um let them make some mistakes which is like you gotta you know let that happen it's not you know and i'm not the type of person that if this mistake is going to happen it's like it is what it is you'll figure it out Um, but almost like you know, you know trusting them letting them know that they're trusted by um it's kind of letting them run with it see see what happens and then you know that takes a lot of pressure off me too you know Versus having to make sure everything's perfect in every single nook and cranny of the business, it's like that's that would just destroy me from the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that's healthy for the team member too, because if the team member feels trusted, they're going to do better work, and they're going to be uh, more proud of what they work on. And then they're not going to feel the pressure from, you know, internal on the, you know, on on us. You know, yeah, they'll feel some pressure from the cl- client, but also i mean that's okay too it's like you know that ex- experiencing that is what makes everybody stronger you know but mm. yeah
0: i think i think that's really key what you what you just mentioned um you know with, with everything you just said and i think like you said with trust i mean as well that's like definitely key i think you know in relationships and business isn't it and the people that you work with and if if they know that you trust them and their capabilities and they're going to, you know, feel confident and they're going to, you know, not have that kind of immense pressure on them as mm-hmm. well. And I think, you know, you've got, a, a, you know, by the sounds of it, like a really good, you know, way of, of uh, you know, working and, and kind of dealing with things because I think, you know, I, I've worked in places where, you know, the boss, is, the boss comes in or the owner comes in and people panic.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and And it's well, like...
1: Yeah, that's not a good way to be, right? And um, I
0: think it, I think it's great that you've got that approach to you know to to your work and, and that relationship with the people, and you're like you said you mentioned like you know you're doing all the Zoom calls now because of COVID, um, and you know the office space as well. But you know you're you're listening to the people and how they are, and willing to put that time into um, you know network with them and see where they're at. Because I think. It then then as well, I suppose, if there is something going on, it doesn't give that time for it to build and fester and then become like a large issue and just right. accepting that, you know, things go wrong, things happen and yeah. they're comfortable, with, you know, knowing that. And I think you said, you know, about pressure as well. Like it is, it's kind of healthy kind of have to have that pressure sometimes because it's kind of, it's that driver almost. It's like before you go for an interview or something, those nerves.
1: Yeah yeah, I I think eliminating that is like, yeah, I don't, I don't ever want to be, I want, and and this is something I actually think I learned from Scott, where, you know, when he'd walk into a room, everybody would be excited to see him, and, you know, like, here's our fearless leader, you know, walking, it, you know, Um, so I, I think just that, seeing that in that environment, and how the culture of that company, everybody was there together to, like, build it up, so I'm, you know, that's another part of value that i got out of working there before i started my own thing um but yeah that that's no matter how big uh you know the, the companies i'm working on get i want to make sure that you know i can walk in somewhere and i don't want that i don't want that like oh you know he's here like everybody clean off your desk and open up your work and you know look busy kind of thing you know <laughs> You know, I'd rather it be like, oh, you're here. Let's, I want your, I want to talk to you about this. You know, maybe you can help me a little bit or, you know what I mean? Like I want that uh, vibe. and whoever, whoever else is in management on my team. I want the same, you know, I I want them that way too, which the team I have now, I'm confident that as we grow, they're going to be, it's going to be like that. That's just, they have the same mindset persona and and the energy Mm -hmm. they put off. So Mm -hmm. great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely definitely key, and I, and I and I think that's a really good point as well. And um, like, I kind I kind of went over like kind of role models with you uh, at the start, but would you say like kind of growing up or even now kind of other role models you have, like, personal professionally?
1: What do you mean, oh, role models? Yeah,
0: like like mentors and role models. Let's see.
1: Uh, well, I have a mixture of, of them, right? So it's like, yeah. Um, you know, some of the ones that I talked about already that are mentors are also like role models. Uh, mm. Some of the things too, like for example, um, you know, not necessarily in the business I think, but just how mm. to treat people. Like my dad is was always a. Uh, I've never met anybody that like doesn't like my dad because he's so friendly. Um, mm. And he and he's just always he cares about everybody around him and, and has always been very genuine and 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 nice. And I feel like that's been. Um, something that has trickled down to me that, that I use, uh, and, and I, you know, try to make sure that I am that way because it's like, you know, I, I just, if I'm, people like to be around me and and all that stuff, it's like, you know, that's, yeah, that, that's like, oh, that's my dad, you know, he's that way and he always has been. And I always looked up to that, um, hmm. you know, and then let's see. So the, yeah, that's definitely a big one there. I, I'm trying to think of other role models when it comes to even like celebrities and stuff like that. Um, let's see, I think I think uh, one that lately that I've been listening to a lot is like uh, even um, Dax Shepard in, in uh, Ar- uh, Armchair Expert, you listen to his podcast, yeah? No,
0: no, no, I'll, I'll check it out. What's his name?
1: Dax Shepard, so it's, it's uh, Kristen Bell's wife uh kristen Bell's is a um she's a pretty big actress and then Dak Shepard has an acting career as well but he's done a great job building up a podcast that yeah yeah always has great content he's worth listening to um but some of the things about him that i like um it's it's like you know just as him and kristen the way they live their lives as as you know celebrity right because a celebrity you know usually they're um you know, they hide their problems and they, and they put this facade in front of them, you know, them as a couple and Kelsey and I are both big fans. uh, He is, they're so honest about everything, you know, their therapy, their um, things that they experience at home, problems they have, you know, he recently had a, 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 he's been sober for like 16 years and he recently had kind of a relapse with uh, medication um, and and completely opened up about it and, and um, you know, because he's a big advocate of, like, you know, um, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous program and was, like, open about it and just, like, you know, having people like that in our society and especially influencers at his level where, the, you know, millions and millions of people listen to him, I think that's good for, um, you know, the culture of, of, you know, humans these days because it's, like, more people are – you know, okay, opening up about that type of stuff, and you know, searching for you know resources, and 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 not being afraid to talk about a problem they could be experiencing, knowing that they can get a solution and not be judged. Um, so I feel like people like him help influence um, that new direction of of you know, yeah, just n- eliminating the fear of being confident to talk about something like that or or, um, other problems like that right so i think he's a a good role model um and that's yeah those are the main ones that come to mind
0: yeah yeah no that's awesome and i think like it's important to have role models because it you know you can draw from their qualities and kind of you know vibe go you know go on to that vibe and you know trying to be like them or you know trying to take their lessons and apply it to, you know, your life and things like yeah. that. And I think, as you mentioned, you know, like your, um, your dad, you know, like, like being genuine and open, um, is something that's important as well, because I think if you're not being yourself, then people are going to, people are going to see that. And, you know, people are going to respect you for being genuine. And, uh, you know, yeah. like, like you said, with, with celebrities and, you know, opening up about, well, you know, their issues I think, you know, it makes people respect you more, doesn't it? As a person, if you talk about things and you, and you, and you own it, you're not trying to be something that you're not. Cause yeah. you know, we're only, we're all human at the end of the day. And It,
1: it, um, it changes that ego, right? That ego of, um, you know, like be just being like, well, it just, well, just humbling yourself and like putting that aside in being okay with it and that's I, I mean i have not always i haven't always been you know that yeah. type As, you know my ego used to get my way especially when i was starting my career and um you know but these days i've realized and and in, in those people sh- like reiterate and and show that it's like you know current time this age like you know you just got to check that ego at the door and mm. be okay you know talking about it and stuff like that and yeah, so I, I'm just grateful that that's where things are going in the human race, right? It's like, yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think as well, like when I when, I, when I, I wouldn't go too much on about it, but when I was at school and things like that, I, I had like a massive ego as a teenager and you can kind of see, you can see the difference, you notice it in people because you've probably been in that place. You, you see it, you know, you can kind of identify with it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think it's it's definitely, I think it's more beneficial if you are more in check with your ego and you notice it. I think you know we're only human, and the, the day we all have an ego, and it's that like kind of having that balance, isn't it? I, I might be driving my car sometimes, and I've got the music on, and my ego might inflate a little bit, and I and I notice it, and I'm like, okay, so, yeah, you know, I can't like, I can't like that, you know.
1: I have to check myself as as well sometimes. Yeah, it's just you know so there's that there yeah i'm not perfect now but it's like it's yeah you become more aware of it right that's that's the good thing in the right direction to be heading when you're aware of it and you can kind of go maybe i should Mm -hmm. check myself a little bit and and that's i think um new almost in a way to yeah and more people
0: yeah that's it and i I think as well like um are you you okay for time by the way oh yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah, the uh, it's like uh, as a leader as well. Like, in, if you especially if you've got investments and things like that, I suppose uh, your actions can kind of have an effect because it's like uh, Elon Musk. But if you went, you went on Joe Rogan's podcast and he he smoked, yeah. and yeah. his stocks, <laughs> his share price went down just from that. Or or certain things that you engage in. So I suppose as well, you have to be very like careful, kind of what you do and. Yeah, if that makes sense.
1: But I also think too. I think that is is also starting to change in a way because, like, yeah, you have people like Elon Musk doing something like that and then showing, yeah, it dropped, but it definitely like recovered. Yeah. It's like, so you have yeah. some people like looking at that as like a bad thing, but then you have some people like you know what that's good that you know um, humanizing people that are at that level is like is important yeah. because they're human as well. And I feel like Elon has always been good about um showing you know like yeah like his stress and whatnot like or yeah he's i mean he's this awkward like you know engineering type person that yeah. has a hard time um explaining things with how depth or like in depth his brain works and everything like yeah. that but it is good to see um i mean he's, he's not ashamed of humanizing himself a little bit right and it's mm. like um, it's good. Yeah. You know, he'll, he'll, yeah. ex- he'll say a problem, you know, and then all the the directors and stuff are like, oh geez, there goes our share price, you know, but <laughs> and, like, you know, in, in like the stock I own in Tesla, right? It's like, for me, it's like, well, I'll just ride this out. It's not really like, okay, yeah. I'm going to get out now because, you know, he made that comment. It's more like, wow, that's, you know, I, I want someone like with that capability to be running a company like that versus someone else like, you know, Steve jobs or somebody that might not have been, um, mm. as emotionally connected with everybody, you know?
0: Yeah. I, no, that's definitely true. And I, I liked his interview recently with, uh, I think it was with wall street journal and he was saying, um, I don't know if you saw it. He said, uh, to spend less time in PowerPoints and more time, with your employees and on the ground floor kind of thing.
1: Oh yeah. And yeah. and he, I mean, he does that, right? Like even in uh, at SpaceX, you know, um, he literally sits on the floor with everybody, the engineers, you know, like so. That's like very. I, I respect that a lot, you know. Versus mm. being like you said, that guy he walks in the room, every instead he just his desk is right there, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, cool. exactly. Yeah, but um, but where where can people find you on social media and uh, like your website that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, so the uh, Klugonyx, which is the product development company, it's you know hmm. K L U G O N Y X dot com, um, and we our handle is Klugonyx at Klugonyx, um, and then my personal stuff on Instagram Jason underscore Klug K L U um, G one, and then uh yeah i could send you some links and stuff too yeah <laughs> you know yeah. you can check out also like derai home which is that home goods brand that i started um which has grown a lot you know that's just derai home d-o-r-a-i yeah. home
0: oh awesome and that, does and that, that ship worldwide is that worldwide shipping or is it kind um, of like yeah
1: right now we're only in the u.s um you know but you know we're that, over time our- future plans just because uh, we do free shipping. So the the cost right now to do international without having a warehouse in in Europe and stuff like that, you know, but those are some of our um, upcoming next steps is to to get more international uh, uh, fulfillment centers.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. But no, it's been, it's been a pleasure talking to um, Jason really, really means a lot. And, uh, you know, I wish you all the best in what you're doing and um, it's been, it's been a pleasure talking to you.
1: Yeah, I, I appreciate you having me. I like uh, all the stuff that you're working on and represent. It's, it's you know, that's more more people need to be doing that. And, and I'm always down to support that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, cheers, Chase. I really appreciate it. It really means a lot. And um, I'll stay in touch with you. And um, I, w- I wish you, you know, all the best.
1: Cheers. Li- likewise, man.
0: Right. No, you're welcome. Got it. Got it. possibility, possibility, Positivity. possibility, Tune in. Hi, I'd like to say a massive thank you for listening to the podcast. I really hope that you was able to take some positive value away from this episode. I'm also on YouTube at The Positivity Podcast. If you would like, share and comment, subscribe, it would really help my channel to grow. I'm also a certified and accredited life coach that helps people to live a more fulfilling life and to achieve their goals. Any questions, any feedback for my podcast, you can email me at podcast at gmail.com. And any inquiries for life coaching, goal setting or mentoring, please email me also at the same email address, podcast at gmail.com. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes. Take care. Hi, I just thought I'd uh, make this announcement that I'm looking for someone to sponsor my podcast. If you would like to sponsor my podcast, um, please email me at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com and I'm also looking for, you know, people who want to advertise their content on my podcast as well also. Um, You know, we can talk more about it on a Zoom call or, you know, like a WhatsApp call or something. Um, you know, into the kind of uh, deeper side of like, you know, how much it's going to cost and this kind of thing. But I'm looking for people, you know, who have a business or a product or a website or, you know, something that they kind of want to promote. I'm happy to promote that on my podcast and I will do a pre-roll, mid-roll, end-roll. So I'll, you know, talk about what your product is and where people can find it, how much it is and, you know, deals and this kind of thing. So if you have a product or know anyone that... As a product that they you know want to put out there and they want to gain more traction please 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 email me at the positive podcast at gmail.com um even if it's an app you know you have an app that people are creating um a website a pod you know or, or another podcast uh please get in touch and let me know and i'll be happy to uh look into it and promote it on my show but uh but yeah you know where to find me at the at gmail.com thank you
1: Oh, <music> you.